Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're going to be shedding light on what has caused the Great Resignation. So what has precipitated the onset of the Great Resignation? What can the Great Resignation be attributed to? Well, there are a multitude of causes behind the Great Resignation. Succinctly stated, people are tired of working real private sector jobs based on voluntary demand. Private sector jobs based on voluntary demand are often highly time-consuming, dead-end, minimum wage, unfulfilling, dispiriting, undesirable, harrowing, distressful, brutally wretched, ineffably agonizing jobs that do not pay anywhere close to even one-fourth of a subsistence wage. So, people do not want to work real private sector jobs based on voluntary demand because they induce chronic burnout, chronic fatigue, chronic stress, and of course, chronic inflammation. Furthermore, real private sector jobs based on voluntary demand adversely impinge on every facet of their life. They dispossess people out of their sacrosanct, indispensable, precious, finite time. People want to be able to indulge in experiencing the accoutrements of the high life. The irony is that people work real private sector jobs based on voluntary demand at the utmost lowest standard of living. It really imperils their health, to say the least, because Sustaining working a real private sector job based on voluntary demand is an onerous burden that most people cannot cope with handling in the long haul without a bearing severe, direful, calamitous ramifications against their well-being and health. When you work a real private sector job based on voluntary demand, you're borrowing, you are borrowing equity out of your time, health, happiness, and future wealth for a pittance of a non-subsistence wage. Real private sector jobs based on voluntary demand often do not even pay one-twelfth of a livable wage, so they provide no basis for a future. In the digital era, a livable wage is at least a net wage of $122 per hour. You need to earn a net wage of at least $122 per hour over the course of two decades, 20 years, or one-fifth of a century to be able to retire and receive $6,000 in dividend payouts per month or $72,000 in dividend payouts annually post-retiring after working full-time in the employee workforce for 20 years. Unfortunately, since jobs do not pay even one-twelfth of a liberal wage if you work a real private sector job based on voluntary demand for 41,600 hours over the course of two decades or 2,080 hours per year, there is still no basis for a future. The interest of the employees and the employers are unequivocally unaligned. They are diametrically opposed to one another. Based on the pay grades of the CEO and the system managers, they deem two hours the system managers sacrosanct, indispensable, finite, 
precious and valuable time to be commensurate to one second of the CEO's time. They deemed the CEO's time to be at least 743,000% more valuable than the system manager's time. He is not 743,000% more productive than his assistant managers in spite of his higher pay grade. So, in 15 hours, the CEO can gross more revenue than the um, assistant manager would gross by working over 104,000 hours over the course of five decades, half a century, or 50 years for an employer full-time. That's a disparity in wealth. It's almost unfathomable, to say the least. The CEO goes to the bathroom for 15 minutes or 900 seconds. He exits the bathroom almost $20,000 wealthier. He would have grossed nearly $20,000 post going to the bathroom for 900 seconds. And that's almost as much as um, an assistant manager may gross working full-time in a year on behalf of an employer. Now, people want to be able to attain a much higher standard of living. They want to be able to bask in living the high life. They want to be able to partake in stress alleviating activities all day. They do not want to have any responsibilities. They want to be able to absolve themselves from all responsibilities. And they're also deterred from working because if you work a real private sector job based on voluntary demand, you're penalized from working. You're eviscerated out of your harder money in this control market economy. You have no purview over how your harder money is spent. And it winds up being remitted being transferred to welfare aristocrats. So the tantalizing prospect, the enticing prospect of becoming a welfare aristocrat has caused many people who used to work real private sector jobs based on voluntary demand to pivot out of the real private sector employee workforce. By becoming a welfare aristocrat, you will receive unlimited money in tandem with unlimited benefits. Well, for aristocrats, have all the amenities, all the luxuries, and all the accoutrements of the high life. They also have unlimited money in tandem with unlimited benefits as a result of refusing to work in any capacity. They have the highest possible standard of living. So, this pathway to becoming a welfare aristocrat has deter people from sustaining working their real private sector jobs based on voluntary demand. People want to be able to attain the highest standard of living and are innately lackadaisical. They prefer to become welfare aristocrats so that they do not have to work a day in their lives and so that they can receive unlimited money and unlimited benefits unconditionally without making any contributions to the world. So, 
primary causes of the Great Resignation are twofold, to say the least. Reprocessor jobs based on volunteer demand provide no basis for a future because they do not even pay anywhere close to a liberal wage. Moreover, the ease of becoming a welfare aristocrat and the benefits of becoming a welfare aristocrat are so alluring, are so enticing that it has caused people to pivot out of the real private sector workforce and subsequently become welfare aristocrats so that they can receive unlimited money and unlimited benefits as well as all the amenities, luxuries, and accoutrements of the high life by refusing to work in any capacity. So, if that option was not available to them, if they could not qualify to become welfare aristocrats by refusing to work, then more people would acquiesce to work in real private sector jobs based on voluntary demand. But that's not the case. It's easy to qualify to become a welfare aristocrat, and because of that, it disincentivizes and deters people from working. Furthermore, if someone does work a real private sector job based on voluntary demand, they're disinclined to sustain doing so because it decimates every facet of their house. Even if you have a desk job and you're sitting for 9 to 10 hours per day, it's going to induce chronic inflammation, blood class, and other calamitous noxious house issues that are going to undermine your house. It's probably more than likely going to induce varicose veins, to say the least. We're not meant to be sedentary, indolent, nor inactive for a prolonged period of time. Furthermore, we're also not meant to do manual labor for 10 hours, per day consecutively for the entirety of our lives. Our bodies are not built for that. It's too much of a strain. It's too strenuous and laborious. Especially when these jobs do not even pay enough to afford to eat every day and rent a shared room with a multiple with a, with a multitude of people. So even if you were to work these real private sector jobs based on monitored man full-time, provides no basis for a future because it does not even pay one-fourth of a subsistence wage. If you're earning $10 per hour as your gross wage and you need a mean net wage of at least $122 per hour to be able to retire after working 20 years full-time, you'll never be able to retire and you're just going to be submerged in debt and living a life fraught with chronic poverty, destitution, and indigence for the entirety of your life if your revenue is egregiously low and cannot allow you to even attain a mediocre standard of living. If you become a welfare aristocrat, if you qualify to become a welfare aristocrat, you're able to receive unlimited money, unlimited benefits, amenities, 
luxuries, and the accoutrements of the high life by refusing to work in incapacity. You will have the utmost highest standard of living. You will for you will have full, you will have full purview over your time. Your time will be liberated, and um, you will be able to live an indulgent, blissful, luxurious life, to say the least. You will have a grandiose lifestyle because you never have to work in incapacity to receive anything that you receive. If you're a welfare aristocrat. People work real price jobs based on voluntary demand against their own volition in this control market economy will subsidize your amenities, benefits, accoutrements of the high life, unlimited money, and unlimited benefits. Even though people work real private sector jobs based on voluntary demand cannot even afford to attain the utmost lowest level needs that are relegated to the bottom tier of Maslow's hierarchy of needs pyramid. So, I hope that you found this video to be insightful and enthralling. I hope that you were enlightened. It's too bad that people cannot afford to attain the utmost lowest level needs that are relegated to the utmost lowest level tier of Maslow's hierarchy of needs pyramid that they work real private sector jobs based on voluntary demand. It's truly ironical and paradoxical that the people of the highest standard of living refuse to work in incapacity, while the people of the lowest standard of living may be working 80 to 100 hours per week at a real private sector job based on voluntary demand and not even be able to afford to attain their basic needs. So it's too bad there's no universal basic income. It's too bad that entrepreneurs are not given grants or stipends and it's too bad that people work real private sector jobs based on voluntary demand have no purview over how their hard-earned money is allocated in this controlled market economy. Once again, I hope that you found this video to be informative and engrossing. Have a blissful day. Goodbye.